This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. We can find it in shells, flowers, pine cones and snails. It's needed for sport, construction, space exploration and more. And it pairs very nicely with a sweet, flaky dessert. This is your Squiz Kids shortcut to the secret world of maths. The podcast where we dive into the who, what, when, where, why and how of the big news stories. I'm Amanda Bauer. And I'm Bryce Corbett. Bryce, March 14 was always a very exciting day in my classroom at my old school. I taught in America where you write Mm -hmm. the date with the month first and then the day. So March 14 was written 314 and 3, 1 and 4 are the first three digits of something in maths called pi. That's P-I, not P-I-E. But the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing about P-I day was that dozens of kids and teachers would bring P-I-E to school to celebrate. I'm talking peach pie, blueberry pie, apple pie. And, of course, there was that Aussie teacher who also brought in meat pies. Ha! Can't think who that would be. (laughs) Today, we'll take you through what pie is, how else maths is found in art and nature, and who has jobs that involve maths. Listen carefully, there's a squiz at the end. What? Okay, Bryce, this is going to be a hands-on shortcut. You're going to need a piece of paper, a pencil, a ruler, and an empty cup. I want you to trace around the cup, which should create a pretty perfect circle on your piece of paper. Now, Squiz Kids, you should join in. You can pause until you're finished, or if you want, you can just keep listening while Bryce models it for you. There we go. Circle is traced. Okay, now I want you to get your ruler and measure the diameter of the circle. That's the straight distance across the middle of the circle. Measuring diameter, and there you go, 17 centimetres. Great. Okay, now I'd like you to measure the circumference of the circle. That's the distance around the outside. Um, huh. Yeah, okay, my ruler's not really good for that because the circle is round and my ruler is very definitely straight. I'll just run and get my tape measure. Hang on. Stop. No tape measure allowed. Just the ruler, pencil, paper and the cup. I'm sorry, with just a straight ruler... It's impossible to find the circumference, right, Squiz Kids? Well, actually, thanks to our friend Pi, you can find the circumference of any circle if you have the diameter. I can tell you right now, Bryce, that the circumference of your cup is 53.4 centimetres, rounded to the nearest tenth of a centimetre. Whoa, how do you know? (laughs) Well, about 4,000 years ago, mathematicians in ancient China, Babylon, Greece and India all separately started to notice a very intriguing thing about the relationship between the circumference of a circle and its diameter. So if they measured the circumference with, you know, a piece of string or something else that I was way too mean to give to you, and then they (laughs) divided the circumference by the diameter, they would always get the same number. Wow. So no matter how big or small the circle was. No matter how big or small the circle was, that number was the same. Now, the other intriguing thing was that this number was what mathematicians call irrational, meaning that it couldn't be expressed by a fraction. The number was 3.14159265 and those decimal places just go on forever. Wow. 
But how else is pi used in real life, Amanda? Oh, my gosh. Everything from calculating the volume of lemonade in a can to the Ah. orbits of satellites to understanding things that involve curves like electromagnetic waves. I've popped Ah. a great TED-Ed video in your episode notes as well as an astonishing video of a seven-year-old kid in Melbourne, Jaden Chong, who spent Mm -hmm. lockdown memorising pi to, wait for it, 1,800 places. Oh, yes, I love that kid. So, Amanda, thanks to Pi, we can see maths in every circle around us. How else do we see maths in real life? How? Well, one of my favourite places to look for maths is in nature. Now, bear with me, Bryce. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to do maths again. This is just some mental addition. Oh, Squeeze kids, you might want to grab that pencil and piece of paper and play along at home. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready, but you know maths is not my strong point. Uh, I don't like it when people say that. Everyone can do maths. You just have to have a growth mindset. Now, we're going to start with the number one, okay? The rule we're following is that you add the last number in the sequence to the number that came before it. Now, we haven't started yet, so you're just going to add one to zero. Oh, I like this kind of maths. One plus zero is one. Excellent. Okay, so now your sequence has two numbers, one and then one. So now you add those two numbers Mm -hmm. together. That's two. Well done. Now, two plus one. Oh, I see. Because in the list we're creating, there's a one before the two. So the next number is one plus two, three. Beautiful. Now our sequence goes one, one, two, Mm. three. Mm. So now you're going to add three plus two. Five. And now I need to add five and the number that came before that, which is three. So uh, five and three is eight. Exactly. Okay. So now if you're playing along at home and want to keep going, hit pause and keep going till you have at least 10 numbers in the sequence. Then you're going to hit play again when you're ready to hear what Bryce has got. Bryce, you're going to do it too. All right. Drum roll, please. I've got one. One, two, three, five, eight, thirteen, twenty-one, thirty-four, fifty-five, eighty-nine, one hundred and forty-four, two hundred and thirty-three, three hundred and seventy-seven, six hundred and ten, nine hundred and eighty-seven, one thousand five hundred and ninety-seven. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, I am so proud of you, Bryce. You said you didn't like maths, <laughs> and look at that—you just had a positive attitude and you've smashed away. it. Well done. So you went way past ten numbers. Nice job. Yeah. So doing the maths was fun, but I thought we were talking about maths in nature. Well, that's the cool thing about this. Those particular numbers show up everywhere. In nature, if you cut a banana into slices, it has three distinct sections. An apple has five. Just about every flower in nature has either three, five, eight, 13, or 21 petals. Wow. Crazy, right? The number of seed spirals on a sunflower are almost always one of the numbers from this sequence. Huge ones can get up to 144 spirals. Those numbers are also involved in the leaf growth of succulents, cabbages, Mm -hmm. tons of other plants. Mm -hmm. It's in the spirals on pine cones, rings on palm trees, bumps on the trunks of other trees. And if you diagram those numbers, I've popped a link in your episode notes to show you how to do that. They make a spiral, and that spiral shows up everywhere in nature, from nautilus shells to galaxies in space. 
That is incredible. But plants and snails and galaxies surely aren't aware of math. So why are they growing in that way? Well, mathematicians and biologists think that in the case of plants, this way of arranging the growth, this kind of spiral, probably gives the plants an advantage, either with maximising the space they have for leaves to grow or the amount of light that falls on each individual part of the plant. So nature is doing cool maths without even realising it. Basically. So the next time you see a sunflower or a cabbage in real life, have a look. And I've also just popped some photos into your episode notes too. The sequence we just explored and that's in nature is called the Fibonacci sequence after an Italian mathematician Uh. who was working in the Middle Ages. Hey, I've heard of him, and he's been dead for about 900 years, so, you know, he's (laughs) famous and old. Now, who are people who are alive today with cool maths jobs? Who? Bryce, have you ever done origami? Of course, the ancient Japanese art of paper folding. I can just about manage to fold a paper crane if I follow the instructions carefully. If you look on the internet nowadays, you will see all kinds of job postings, which means ads for jobs that are available, Mm -hmm. for people who have PhDs in origami, so academic experts in origami, and they are working on everything from designing medical equipment that needs to be swallowed easily by patients... Wow. To sending equipment into space for NASA. Wait, origami in space? How on earth could that be helpful? Well, not on earth, in space. There are lots of ways, (laughs) but here's one really cool example. NASA's New Worlds mission, which will be taking photos of Earth-like planets Mm -hmm. in space, is going to have to deal with the problem of light from other stars interfering with the pictures. Enter Starshade, which basically looks like an origami flower that blooms when necessary to create shade for the telescope. I've popped a video to a simulation in your episode notes. Ah, cool. And of course, maths must be used all the time in space exploration. I mean, it's crucial for calculating how rockets take off, how they orbit, and of course, how they land. And then, of course, there are those jobs using maths in sport. Looking at stats, for example, to figure out how you approach a game, or in construction to make sure buildings and bridges don't fall down. And Mm -hmm. of course, in business, because whenever you use money, you use maths. That's for sure. And you know what? There are some incredible artists out there using maths in their artwork too. I'll pop some images into your episode notes of these incredible 3D sculptures that when you shine a light into them, create these beautiful mathematical shadow patterns. And there are also quilts that represent pie and much, much more. Maths is everywhere and it really can be quite beautiful. Indeed. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What was the name of the Italian mathematician who described a sequence of numbers found everywhere in nature? I'll give you a hint. It starts with an F. That's right. It's Fibonacci. Question number two. What is the name of the Japanese art of paper folding which scientists are using to explore space and make medical equipment we can swallow? It's origami, that's right. Question number three. What are the first three digits of pi? Yeah, that's right. It's three, one and four. That's all we have time for today. 
Thanks for joining us as we explored the who, what, how, where, when and why of the secret world of maths. Now get out there and have a slice of pie and a most excellent day. Over and out.